am so glad you found my show because the game is about to change for you. Yes, and is the only mantra you need to amplify the quality of your life. And this podcast is going to show you how. We'll explore high vibe living, entrepreneurship, and how to build habits that last. All through the lens of an improviser. See, the improv mindset keeps you moving forward without a script. And all you have to do is let the words yes and illuminate the path. Okay, did we just become best friends? Well, you certainly found your new favorite podcast. Yes and with me, Judy Holler. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. It's so official now. When you record shit, it is so official now. You know that? I mean, I think that they did that because people were recording stuff thinking that it wasn't being recorded. They were being like sneak attack recording, recording steins. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, we should just open the show that way because there is just, I mean, most everybody's probably dealing with a little bit of Zoom fatigue these days. And my God, they change everything. But yo, we're so glad you're here. Hi, you're listening to episode 74 of the Yes And podcast with me, Judy Holler. And this right here is a gin and juiced exclusive series. So welcome back or welcome to the show. So if you're sitting there wondering what the fuck gin and juiced is, well, it is a monthly series inside the Yes And podcast where Amanda on my team joins me and we talk about alcohol-free living and sobriety and addiction and all things high vibe living. So if that's not for you, skip this episode. If it is, welcome, baby. Welcome. And Amanda, hi, it's so good to see you. (laughs) It's so good to see you too. I feel like it's been forever since we chatted. Um, Weeks go by quick, right? And once a month we get to do this. It's so fun. And it's so, what's so cool about the Jen and Juice show with you is like, we chat every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And Amanda and I love to use the voice texting. Anybody else voice texting? I don't feel like, I don't think people leave voicemails anymore. Like, do people leave voicemails? Do you get voicemails, Amanda? Like, I do. I do get voicemails sometimes. And I don't know if you've listened to my voicemail, but it's like, if I didn't answer this phone, I think you're a spammer. <laughs> so I encourage people to leave a message because if the number's not saved, I really won't answer it. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. It's like, I'm not going to answer my door. Right. I'm not going to like answer my phone, especially if I don't know the number anyway. So, uh, I was making a joke about this the other day with someone that like, like if someone, if I call and they don't answer, I will, I don't leave voicemail. I just hang up. I either send a text and say, Hey, try to call you. Call me back when you get a second or I leave what you and I do all the time, the voice text, which is like the new voicemail. If you ask me, you know what I mean? It, it definitely is. And I have visual voicemail, so I don't even mind if someone leaves me a voicemail because it translates to yeah. text, but that some people like the voice texting. Some people don't. I like yeah. it because sometimes you can get out in a minute. What would take you like five minutes to type or explain. So for us, it works really magically we do it all the time. And I got your permission on that. And that's one thing we do in business. Like if we're trying a new way of operating or we're moving a Slack or we're communicating a certain way in Trello or uh, voice texting each other. I'm always kind of like, hey, are you like, how, 
Are we good with that? Because is that driving you crazy? Because you know we're all on these group texts that literally will blow you up all day long. And those can get a little overwhelming. So I always tell my friends, like, unless it's something crazy, like get me off the group text. Like I've got enough notifications coming in. Like I cannot handle it. Right. Dude, I woke up the other morning at 645 and there were 49 text messages. Oh my God. Are you on a bunch a of threads? Yeah. I have group texts with like my family. I have group oh, texts yeah, with yeah, my girlfriends, like whatever, but it's out of control. And it really just makes me not want to read any of it. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. And that, that is like a good, we're going to talk a little bit about birthday birthdays today, but dude, my birthday, I get so much anxiety, text anxiety, social media anxiety, because you're trying, like I found, okay. So I just celebrated my birthday and we'll talk a little bit about that today. And I was up in Scottsdale and I was really trying to like be with myself. Right. But I also knew my phone was going to fucking blow up all day because everybody all the people, not everybody, but most of the people I love the most are going to try and get a hold of me. And so like, it was this balance of like, when do I look at it? And if I open, you know, one of my social media platforms, I'll end up going down the rabbit hole and it just gets so overwhelming. So I don't know if anybody else struggles with like birthday overwhelm because now we're so, it used to just be, you get cards in the mail and you throw a party and you get a few phone calls. And now you've got, especially if you're running like a brand online, like you've got, so much love coming from so many places. And it's just, it can feel really, I, I felt really overwhelmed. And it wasn't that I didn't want the love. It was just that I was trying to disconnect from the technology. And then I felt bad if I wasn't responding. You know what I mean? I totally get it. And I definitely don't think that you're alone there. And I don't even think that it's a birthday thing. To be honest with you, I mean, we manage a lot of different social media and it's almost a boundary. It's almost a boundary thing for me at this point because choosing to engage has to be at my choice because the ability to literally get sucked in is out of, you know, it starts to feel a little bit out of control. So you have to build boundaries around notifications. Now I don't even get social media notifications. Forget about it. They're totally turned off. I can't handle it best practice. Y'all, if you have those notifications on, get them off. If you want to live a high vibe life, and we talk about living high high vibe right here on Gin and Juiced. And, you know, one of the fastest ways you can bring some peace into your life is to turn off those notifications. And we certainly talk a lot about that inside the Vibe and Thrive Mindset Masterclass and and in that community. Um, So I'm with you there, Amanda. And let me tell you something. We're going to have some fun today. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about sober, sober celebrations, like birthdays and anniversaries and vacations and like all the things you do for the first time when you're not drinking. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I want your advice for sure. Um, And I certainly want to talk to you about my birthday. I just had my very first sober birthday and We'll talk about that. I can't wait to get into it. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about bargaining, bargaining, right? And the lies that we tell ourselves. And I think we wrap up with one of the most popular questions we get from a gin and juice perspective. Like, what are you drinking? What do you drink? Do you have mocktails and bevies and uh, all kinds of things? Like, what are you doing uh, to not be bored when you're not drinking anymore? So maybe we talk a little bit about that. Doesn't that sound... That sounds like a high vibe combo. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, we'll get into it, but these are really, really, you know, this isn't even just about alcohol free and all like this bargaining and these conversations, they go into so many different aspects of our lives. So, you know, it'll be a deep conversation and I think it'll cover a lot for, so 
you know, there's a lot of information here for everybody, not just on sobriety. That's a great point. Bargaining is the real deal and it shows up in so many ways. And Amanda and I are going to brief you on a little conversation we had that we were like, oh shit, we got to talk about this on the podcast. So we're going to go there today. Bargaining, sober celebrations, high vibe, non-alcoholic bevies, all kinds of good stuff. Amanda, let's pull an affirminator to get the party started and do our listener of the week. So here is our affirminator pulling a card. The affirminator card deck will be in the show notes. So don't you worry. Okay. Here's the card I pulled. You ready? I'm ready. This is our inspiration. So if you're looking for inspiration today, you're looking for an answer. You just want some guidance, something to meditate and manifest on. This is what we're giving you. So the card I pulled is divine timing. It says everything is timing and timing is everything. Gladly. I release my concern over timing and let things happen when and as they will. And Amanda is laughing because we've got something going on in the business. So this card is for me, no doubt about it. I trust that the divine schedule makers know what they're doing. Listen, it can take a long time to reach divine middle management. So, oh, I feel like I needed that card. Uh, no doubt about it, right? Divine. So twofold on that card. Number one, yes, it's so funny. I just sent an email on behalf of the company today, like, hey, I really need to understand timing. Uh, week two, three, four, five, six. And then, you know, again, we had another conversation about work today and it was like, it really was about divine timing and how intersections of possibility allow for amazing things to happen with no resistance. So perfect card for us today card for everything that's been going on today and you know we we run a possibility driven business and we live possibility driven lifestyles and that is the mindset of an improviser and I think that's a beautiful way to open up the show um and just a reminder for all of us that things are unfolding exactly as they should your job is to trust that process Okay, I want to shout out really quickly our listener of the week. And this week, I am shouting out, and I love this name, Viggy Pop. Viggy Pop, baby, who left a review on iTunes and wrote life-changing. She goes, if I could write a book about how much Judy Holler has influenced my life, I would. From 2017, when I first saw her keynote and a breakout to her book, and now this amazing podcast, I talk about her all the time to my coworkers and I've reread her book countless times. And every time she recommends a book, I buy it without hesitation because I trust what she's dishing. And this podcast is no exception. Listen, uh, Vicky Pop, that means the world to me. And every single time you take a few seconds to leave a review on iTunes, it means the world to myself. Amanda and the entire team it takes to produce this, this podcast. And I got to tell you, I love reading these reviews because it reminds me um, that this podcast is making an impact in your life, that the, the books and the keynotes are making an impact in your life. And all of that's, that's great. But I want to remind you that you're really the one doing the work, right? You've taken those ideas and you're taking what you're hearing here in this podcast and you're applying it to your life to, to rigor change, to open the door to possibility. And that, 
that is the brave work. That is the work you should be really proud of. So while Viggy Pop, you think I'm the one helping you make your dreams happen, you, you are making your, your dreams happen because you've realized that you are ready and you are made for more and you are tired of the BS excuses that keep holding you back. So Amanda and I are over here cheering you on and Viggy Pop, send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at judyholler.com to claim your prize. And listen, if you want to be our next listener of the week, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. It's that easy. I mean, Amanda, aren't those reviews so awesome? They're so awesome to listen to and to read. And oh my God, it just reminds you of the impact, you know? It really does. Reviews. And that's the other thing. And you and I know this because this is the space that we're in, but reviews matter. So if you love Judy's book or you love a book that Judy's recommended or a podcast, please take a few seconds to review it because it matters not only to the author, but it reminds our big platforms like Amazon and iTunes that you are paying attention. So thank you for those guys. And it's really honestly humble brag. It's so fun to read impact. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And there's, you know, I, I try to stay out of the weeds um, while I love to be in, engaged with the community and you'll see me uh, responding to, to comments and all that. There's times I miss things. And um, one of the things I never miss though is our podcast reviews because they're always so high vibe. So again, if you want to be our next listener of the week and get a really badass prize from me to you, all you got to do is leave that review on iTunes. It takes 30 seconds and it means the world to us. All right, Judy girl. So welcome back from vacation. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you very we're much. recording this the first week in June and y'all Judy just celebrated not one, but two birthdays. So let's let, let me, let me tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> Fear is my homeboy turned two years old on May 28th. Oh, you believe it? I cannot. Two. It seems like yesterday and 10 years ago, all at once. <laughs> it seems like yesterday we were at the venue, um, literally scouting for the book launch party in Chicago. We were at River Roast and we were doing the site visit. Like, I remember it like yesterday, you know? Oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a really big deal. So congratulations on fear is my homeboy and writing a book and fulfilling that dream. So many people have that dream and never make manifest of those great ideas. So congratulations. And then, um, a couple days later on May 30th, you celebrated your actual birthday. So happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I got your card, by the way, it had all those flamingos on it. I can't even, it was so cute. It was, it felt perfect. It's so good. So you and your hubby, Scott, you grabbed a little vacation. Um, Where'd you go? Yeah, we went up to, I love the desert. I love Scottsdale, love the whole thing. And uh, we went over to Scottsdale. You know, we're very seriously considering um, moving there next year, like 99% sure we're moving there. So it was a little bit of a birthday vibe check, but also um, getting used to the area and not being there in like, the months everybody goes like February and March and you know, the fall. So just getting used to seeing the desert in all different, um, months and timeframes. Plus, ah, the sun was shining and we had a pool and we took a day trip to Sedona. So it was really great. Yeah. 
That's awesome. It is probably also the temperature you have to get used to because it's pretty steamy there in the yeah, in the summer here's months. The thing. Here's the thing, yo. There's no humidity. So I grew up in St. Louis. Uh, you're an Ohio girl, Cincinnati, right? And I don't know what the humidity is like there, but in St. Louis, it gets hot. So we left here and it was in the 90s here and it was hot, like sticky and hair frizzing out. We were in the, like, we would be sitting out on the like front porch of our hotel room and it was 96 degrees out and we are sitting outside and there's a breeze and it is awesome. Scott, my husband has lived out there forever. Okay. Now I'm not going to say that July, August, September, I mean, they're like, those are like the tough months, June, July, August. Those are kind of the worst months. And my husband lived out there forever, went to ASU, grew up going out there. And he says, once it hits above 105, that is when the oven is on and you start to really feel like it's at 105, 110, 115 that just becomes like ridiculous. But I mean, we were in the 90s and it was nicer here, nicer in Arizona than it was here. So it's just that humidity factor isn't a thing. Um, I feel like my skin is better out there. My hair is better out there. It's just, I don't know. It, the, the desert brings out a lot of wellness for me, but you're right, girl. It is, it is hot. It was yeah. Hot. It's hot. Yeah. So I would imagine though, that this birthday celebration was a little bit different, you know, in that journey of alcohol-free or sobriety or whatever path you're on, there's lots of firsts. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> this is not your first vacation. Uh, you've been on vacation mm. a couple times, yep. but this was your first alcohol-free birthday. And how long has it been since you've had a birthday with no drinking? Dude, uh, maybe like 18. No, I was probably partying at 18. Are you kidding me? 17? No, I probably drank it. Maybe 16? I, I mean, I don't know. I have yeah. to go back in the archives. I mean, you know, and I'm I'm dying to know how it felt for you too, because, you know, and there's a lot of, whether it's a birthday, you know, I have this bottle of Dom Perignon in my wine fridge here. And I put a piece, I don't think I've told you this. I've put a piece of hot pink I got this stage tape from my friend Tina and it just, she gave it to me and she's like, you put that X on the stage to mark your place, right? Cause you've earned your place on this stage. And I bring it with me on the road and now it sits here in my virtual office. So I took a piece of, piece of that hot pink tape and I taped it to the top of this Dom Perignon bottle, like a beautiful bottle of champagne. And I wrote on it uh, something very significant to me. And I, and I said to myself when I did it, I'm like, when I hit this thing, I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink this bottle. We going to get it on. So whether it is a milestone in your business or a birthday or a motherfucking loss or, um, you know, a, a, a book birthday. I mean, we're going to have to figure uh, your first vacation. So I've had a lot of firsts because I've been alcohol free now, what, 175 ish days. I have to look at the math, maybe 160, 70 days. Um, so yeah, it Amanda, it was my first birthday in, you know, 20 plus years without alcohol. And, you know, it's interesting. It, it, those moments are going to continue to come up in my life as I walk by my wine fridge that sits in my kitchen every day with that bottle of Dom. I'm like, well, shit, you know, why do I align a celebration with a library, with a libation? Because that's what the big marketers want you to do. Because that's what every single piece of media and marketing coming towards us informs us of. Oh like God. it isn't a party. It isn't a celebration. It isn't fun unless somebody's holding a can or a bottle. It's the messages are everywhere. It's kind of like equating it to, you know, 
if you're skinny and your hair is perfect and your skin is unflawed, then you're happy. Right. So if you're having a drink and you're with friends, perceivably having fun, it's a party. Right. And those are because that's what, you know, we're informed of by all of the media coming at us all the time. It's crazy, but it is, that's what I believe. Yeah. Okay. That is like, that's what I needed. Well, right. So that's why I feel that way because my whole adult life, I've been looking at messages of beautiful human beings celebrating beautiful moments in life. And the one common denominator in all the videos, photos, movies, and commercials that we watch is that there is a bubbly, a wine, a cocktail uh, to, to toast the occasion. So I... I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it was easy for me to move through uh, my birthday alcohol free. Um, And we need to get into the conversation on bargaining. But before we go there, I will tell you, I didn't, I didn't have a drink. Like I did it. I, you know, I, Sure, I could have snuck a drink. I could have done it, done it a million times. I could. How many times I'm alone? Of course, you know. And Amanda, I have to tell you the thing that I came to time and time again, and this is something you taught me, because um, I would have an urge, you know, because I'm in in a place where people are relaxing and they're having drinks and there's cocktails by the pool. Which, oh by the way, when you live, when you're deciding to go down a, a different path and choosing to be alcohol free for whatever that looks like in your life, whether it's a year two years indefinitely, um, you have to change your activities a little bit. So I don't need to be at the club pool with the DJ, not that my resort had that, but there was the serenity pool. And then there was the party pool. Your girl normally was at the party pool. I mean, I'm always at the party pool with the DJs. Let's get it going. I was like, oh no, <laughs> hi. Can I get the, I'm like the little lady with like her club soda and like, I need the serenity pool and books. And it was this little bit of a tug between Scott and I, cause you know, my husband's still drinking, not a lot, but he's drinking. Right. And he wanted to be at the party pool. You know, and I think yeah. there was a little ping of him that was kind of bummed I wasn't drinking. And yeah. it makes me sad a little bit. And I feel bad. And I'm like, oh, and then so I just used your advice. And I said, and there were times I'm like, okay, well, we'll get to bargaining in a minute. But I'm like, okay, if I just have like one drink, like who the fuck's gonna know? My husband won't tell anybody, whatever, right? Like all this stuff, and we'll get there. But I was like, today, let's just here's the thing. If I still feel like I'm gonna, I want to drink tomorrow, I'll have a drink tomorrow. But to, like today, don't have a drink. And if I want one tomorrow, I'll wake up tomorrow, I'll have one, like big fucking deal, I'll figure it out. But right. tonight I'm not, I'm not gonna have a drink. And then I go to bed, wake up the next day and I feel fucking great. And then I do it again and not, and it, so it worked, Amanda. I used that advice and got through my whole birthday without a fucking drink because of that piece of advice you gave me. Yeah, and that is the classic. So as people try to understand what, oh, just one day at a time, it's such a cliche idea that's used so frequently in so many different ways, but literally it's a 24 hours, right? Like we are all living one day at a time, whether we acknowledge that or not, nothing is promised tomorrow. And whether we like it or not. Yes. And if you are struggling with something, it was a tool that was provided to me really early in my recovery. And they're like, look, if you want to smoke a cigarette or you want to have a drink, go to bed tonight, give yourself a night of sleep. And if you wake up tomorrow, Honey, it can be the first thing you do. Yeah, go smoke <laughs> if, that cigarette, baby. Right. Go have a drink, whatever it is. But yeah. chances are, you're not going to. We're going to wake up just like you did, mm. and you're going to feel good, and you're going to feel proud oh, of so that. Fucking uh, proud. Yes. Yes. Oh, I have goosebumps. <sighs> I was so. 
so proud. And it was so interesting though, too, because you do do different things and you make different choices and you, you know, we, we, I play, you know, usually you go on vacation you're like, all right, let's just roll. Let's just roll with it. Right. But I was like, all right, like I gotta, I gotta make sure I have some stuff to do. Yes. I relaxed, but I can't just sit by a, a pool with everybody slamming drinks all day. Like that's not fun for someone who's not drinking. Like I need to go on hikes. I need to make sure I have plenty of books. I need to do some writing. Let's make sure there's like a chill pool or an area I can vibe out. Let's go up to Sedona for a day. Let's, let's make sure that there is like options for your girl, right? And let's make sure we're going to restaurants where there's good food, you know, and desserts have become a thing for me. Like yeah. Priorities shift so into desserts. Yeah. When we go on vacation, cause I like to, I like Sugar. to go to all inclusive resorts. That's my jam. I just yeah. don't want to have to make decisions, but there are two things like it has to have a coffee shop Yeah. and it has to have a spa and very similar to you. When I need to hide out, I always pay for access to the, you know, the sauna and everything for yeah. the week. Because generally there's a private pool yes. inside of the spa and I can go hide. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's getting crazy, when the morning drinkers are getting like super drunk for the afternoon bit before they pass out for a few hours before dinner, I go hide away and I read a book and I vibe out, you know, by myself because that's what's required of me because too, I mean, yeah, girl, I want to go have fun too. Yeah. I mean, I want to just be two sheets to the wind and, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. feeling all the things and feeling good and whatever, but that's not the journey that I'm personally on. And I'm really proud of you, uh, you. for, for having a sober alcohol-free birthday. And I'm sure that it, it does come with challenges. Right. And yeah. thank you for being honest about that. Cause that's the other thing. A lot of people want to pretend like this journey is like linear and like you always have it. Um, once you get it, you got it. Like, it's like anything else that you struggle with. It's right. a constant revisiting. You know, we go through these waves of acceptance and resistance and acceptance and resistance, regardless of what that is. So, yeah. um, I love it that. How are you? So before we go into bargaining, like, okay, you shared a couple, that's really great. The spa thing. That's really good advice. Cause you know, that's where I found the serenity pool at the place I was at is through the spa. And if you use the spa or you can buy access to the spa, like that's a beautiful piece of advice. Like, so what else, like for you, like when you're, you've been in sobriety, you're in recovery, right? Yes. And you are for the second time, I think mm -hmm. you take, okay. And you're sober now for almost seven years. So almost six, almost, almost six. Sorry. I was up a year. That's okay. So how think of all the celebrations and the things and the vacations and the, like, what other tips, best practices, like mental shifts do you use to keep yourself high vibe when you can't catch a drug vibe, right? Because it is different. You are wanting to relax and find a way to dip out of life a little bit. And, you know, um, you know, is there anything you're doing? Um, you know, I guess you know, here I am bringing up sugar. I mean, addictions beget addictions, right? And so like Absolutely. now I'm like, oh my God, you know, dessert has become a thing for me. And I joke about that, but I also joke about that because I'm afraid of that because I know I'm, you know, um, you know, that's one's always, yeah. there's one's going to, one's going to replace the other. Right. And so I don't know, have you found yourself? So this is, <laughs> this is really interesting it's because hard. 
people, you know, I think that there's also this idea, like when I say this, I say it, honestly, I don't have any desire to drink or do drugs. I truly don't, but I do miss oblivion. Mm. I miss numbness. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the slowing down of the mind. And I talk about that a lot more freely now than I ever did. Cause I think initially I was worried people would be like, Oh my God, she's going to relapse or whatever, Mm. you know, cause you know, people don't fully trust you. And I get that. And I deserve that in many ways, but you know, I miss oblivion. I miss shutting it down. Honestly, I miss passing out, (laughs) right? Like not having to like figure out how the hell I'm going to stop thinking to fall asleep. So, you know, there's all kinds of tools, um, you know, and specifically on vacation, I never used to take a nap. I never wanted to miss anything. And now I really say, I'm going to go back to the room and I'm going to lay down. And that's become like a self-care tool again, in that really awkward time of day for me, where I am naturally getting tired because that's my tired hours of the day anyway. And the vibe is really weird because you know, a lot of times on vacation, been going all day. And I'm like, I just can't deal with it. I don't, I I don't want to. So I step away and I take a nap and I, I laugh because that's something new that I even developed a couple of years into my sobriety. Cause I just felt weird stepping away. Yeah. And then, you know, also in forms of celebration, I give myself an out. I know very clearly what time I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, If I'm out doing something, I'm not participating at night. I'm not going to the bar after I'm happy to join for dinner or to be honest, I'm totally okay saying no. Yeah. And, or like one of my girlfriends, she is, um, sober too. And you know, one day she called me and I always praise people for raising their hand for help. And she's like, yo, I really want to go to this wedding and I need someone sober to go with me. Oh, I love that. So we went to the wedding together and I was like, oh, wow, because it was almost triggering for me Mm. because it was all these people that we've known for so long. And I mean, to say that they were a parting is quite an understatement. And we're like ate dinner and we're like, yo, we got to go. We got to go. We got to dip out of here because it was just getting to be like you could just feel the energy in the air. And it's like the longer you stick around, the harder it is to manage. So. I love that so much. And we did this something very similar where we had drinks. Scott had a business colleague out there. And so we meet these people for like drinks and appetizers. And so this, this is, you know, another tip is, is, if you can't find a wing woman or a wing man, get whoever you're with on board for what you need. So I told Scott, I said, if this group wants to do, this is a group of, you know, our industry, they love nightcaps. We meet for happy hour. It's never just happy hour. And so I told him before we left the room, I'm like, here's what I'm willing to do. Like if there's a situation where people want to stay and do a nightcap and keep the party going, like I'm in, I'm in for this, from this to this, uh, but I'm going to dip out at this point And I need you to have my back on that. You know, you stay, you do, you yes. have a great time, yeah. but I need you to support me. Um, Jameson liked that. He had to chime up a little bit. <laughs> he, I need you to support me in this. And that helped us. So we were prepared for that conversation. Cause guess what? It happened and everybody ordered their nightcaps. And you know what? Uh, We also, this came up. 
you know, I stayed for a minute and then it was going into the nightcap. And before I left, it's, you know, there's only a few of us left and the conversation inevitably comes to the fact that I'm the only one around the table without a drink. And so tell me, everybody starts leaning in. So tell me more about this and blah, 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 blah. And why? And oh my gosh. And I said, you know, it's interesting. And I, I dropped one of my favorite lines of all time. I'm like, it's interesting. You realize that alcohol is the only drug you have to explain quitting. A hundred percent. sitting there going, if I had put down cigarettes, you, you, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Like, like yay, hey, good you, for you. I'm so proud of you. Let's go gross cigarettes. If I had put down crack, if I had put down meth, if I had put down anything, it wouldn't even be good for her. We're not even gonna talk about it because fuck that shit. But ooh, people are uncomfortable. And I know we talk about this time and time again. I also want to dip out of those conversations because there's only so long I can talk about it. You know what I mean? And sometimes I don't want to sit around and be like, explain for the 30th time that weekend, why I'm not drinking or why I'm the only girl at the table, not ordering a drink. Like I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Okay, so this year I made a choice to stop being codependent with alcohol and start making more conscious, high vibe, brave choices about how I get loose. And I'm currently like 150-ish days into an alcohol-free year and what started as a dry January challenge has evolved into a pretty dope lifestyle change. One of the things that has helped me transition to an alcohol-free lifestyle is finding high-vibe, conscious, alcohol-free beverages and companies that align with my personal values and who also believe in destigmatizing sobriety. If you two are on this journey, look no further. Groovy is a game changer. Groovy is a Denver-based line of alcohol-free craft beers, wines, and bubblies that were created to help you be healthy and stay social one drink at a time. And you guys, the rosé is everything and their IPAs are legit. I love Groovy so much because they see a world where everyone can feel comfortable regardless of what's in their cup. They believe health is your wealth and the beverage you consume shouldn't compromise that. Can I get a hell yes on that one? Listen, after just one sip, you'll see that Groovy proves that you can enjoy a tasty, healthy cocktail or brew while living in the moment alcohol-free. And guess what? Groovy is part of the Yes And family and giving us discounts. So make sure you use promo code YESAND10. That's YESAND10 to get 10% off your order. And know that every time you shop using our promo code, you're also supporting this podcast and the team it makes to produce it for you. All the links to Groovy are in the show notes. So check them out, will you? And use YESAND10 to catch that alcohol-free vibe. It becomes a point where you're just like, it's, it's a dead topic because the reason that people are curious and I have found this time and time again, is they really probably are questioning their own relationship. Yeah, sure. Right. And so it's Damn like, right. they're curious and they're curious how you're doing it. And my favorite thing is when somebody says, well, is it hard? And I'm like, <laughs> it, would it be hard for you? Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's, that's a great response, response. because you, that's you why you're it? asking. So you answer your own question yes. and inevitably it'll get there. And I can even ask that question sometimes like, well, I mean, do you think it would be hard not to do it? Because that's really what they're wondering. 
Um, mm. It's not so much why you're not drinking as to more along their moral lines of why they are in most yeah. cases. I mean, sometimes people are just nosy, right? It's yeah. just nosiness, but. Ooh, are you, are you an alcoholic? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's that great. Do you Instagram. have that scarlet letter A that you're carrying? I'm like, oh, you guys. She's an alcoholic. Get over it, people. Get over it. She's a nicotine holic. She's a she's yeah. a cupcake holic. She's a shopping online holic. I mean, think about it. Oh, I think about good. how this is kind of a perfect segue. segue. So, Let's go there. Bargaining, baby. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't really talk about this because we're trying to like table conversations to have on the podcast. And before Judy left for vacation, she was like, dude, I'm having this kind of bargaining thing and immediately it it really kind of struck a chord for me because it's something I've been examining in myself because I do it a lot I tomorrow myself I've oh, tomorrowed yeah. myself into 50 pounds trust and yeah. believe that yes. Yes. um because cross addiction is also very very real and it's you know, for me, it's food and hopefully it'll be working out. Cause I'm always going to have something. So we're just going to try to adjust it again to something healthy, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I find myself bargaining a lot. I find myself bargaining about buying things and yep. eating things and deserving or not deserving or whatever. So, you know, as we kind of introduce this topic to our listeners in our community, they might not understand what we're talking about. So can you tell me when you were talking about bargaining, what you meant? Yeah. So I was doing this dance with myself. That's the perfect word to describe it. Yeah. (laughs) A dance. It's a dance. Like, and I was doing it with myself and I knew I was doing it. And it was conversations like already thinking about vacation. I wasn't even on vacation. Um, which by the way is a dangerous thing because um willpower is 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 finite it it wears out and so when you're relying on willpower when you're laying down a bad habit or something for yourself you're setting yourself up for fail and you're going to become obsessed with the idea because willpower only lasts so long it's like energy you know as your day goes on you're using your energy to make decisions all day long and to do important things in your life and in your business so by the time five o'clock rolls down of course you want the glass of wine because you're running out of willpower you're exhausted so when we apply willpower in that strategy to um quit bad habits or um, making positive change in our life, it's not a really good place to go because you set yourself up for success. And I was kind of doing that a little bit with like getting through my first birthday, like alcohol free. I was making like, I was putting too much pressure on it. So I found myself bargaining with myself saying, okay, here's the deal. Girl, you've gone 150 days, like just one weekend. It's no big deal. You know, but here's the deal. Um, Your husband, he's this perfect, safe person. He'd never tell anyone. So if you just, no, no, here's the deal. Judy, Judy, if you just have one drink on your birthday, it's, that's fine. I mean, you have earned it, girl. You work so hard. Do you realize like how hard you work? Like you deserve this. And look at, oh, by the way, everybody else is doing it. And look at Susie over there. Like she's awesome and she's killing it. And I just saw pictures of her all weekend with like Rose all day. And if she's doing it, like I'm fine, I'm totally overthinking this. Right. And that's how the game goes. You start finding a way to get yourself out of it and to justify why you deserve to make a bad decision. That is the word justify. 
Yeah. And that my friend, and to all of you listening is a really, really dangerous place. So, you know, Judy and I have talked about this a little, I, you know, sh- you self-diagnose, I'm not there. I just believe that you've acknowledged that there's a path that you're on. That's probably yeah. not healthy for you, but this is the beginning of relapse, right? So oh. like if you really examine how people in sobriety start to consider this is how it starts. This is the dialogue. Oh, I can do this. I did this exact same thing with alcohol. And I, like I just said, I do it with food. I do it with reward. So didn't mean to interrupt, but oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. No, you are so aligned. And that is the word justify, right? I have goosebumps too, because I do it. I do it with shopping. I do it with, you know, and I write about, so this is a great point of clarity, Amanda. Okay. So let's talk about bargaining and victory laps, because we talk a lot about victory laps and rewarding yourself for doing hard things. It's in the, in the book, fear is my homeboy. If you haven't read it, listen to it. My God, go get you some of that. It's the book I wrote on living a brave life and being yourself. And, and, you know, honestly, getting past the bullshit excuses. So one of the things I propose, and we do this in our Vibe and Thrive Mindset Masterclass and in our community, um, we we tell people to celebrate, right? To take victory laps, uh, to celebrate the brave things you do every day. Think about all the hard shit you do every day. But that does not mean that it is an excuse to justify rewarding bad behavior or bringing something bad into your life. And so I'm watching this now a lot with shopping online shopping. We're alone a lot. I'm not going out a lot. I'm on the internet a lot. So that's happening. That's my food addiction right now. And sugar, sugar, like cupcakes, ice cream, like all of it, like all of it. So I know you walk it too. And it's interesting because what a lot of people don't know about you, Amanda, you just made a comment earlier about uh, bargaining, right? With like weight and food and all of the things, right? Replacing one addiction with another. Um, not a lot of people know you used to be like a fitness, oh, like professional fitness girl, fit. competition yeah. fitness girl. Yes. So you probably, you know, there's unhealthy relationships. So it's finding that balance because I know you've told me stories about how you would go so deep into the, you had to hit a certain weight goal. I mean, you were so little at times, like, yeah. you know, so it, you could borderline anorexic behavior too, you know? So it's finding that healthy balance of like, and that's the hard part, but bargaining probably showed up for you as a fitness professional. And it's showing up for you now is someone looking at a new habit you're trying to have a new relationship with. Yeah. I mean, justification, um, bargaining, like it's a bitch, you know, like this, yeah. Like this is one of those things where I have so much compassion. And I really try to lead with empathy and compassion in anybody struggling with anything because, you know, people prescribe change to others all the time, right? Like, oh, you should do this. You know what? It's almost impossible to change yourself. So please don't prescribe change to another human being. Like you have to accept people and wherever they are, because if you really analyze yourself and your own ability to change, man, you're probably not that great at it. You've probably failed and stumbled tons and tons and tons of times. She is preaching right now. I love that. And so much of that is happening online. You know, a lot of 
of us are taking a look at the personal development world and, you know, some of the toxic leadership and, you know, there's conversations around toxic positivity and all that shit. But even as we think about what we believe and, you know, people love to prescribe, believe this, listen to this, vote for that. And most people don't have all the information they need to make the right decisions. And so this goes not only for what you believe socially and economically and politically, but also how you live your motherfucking life. At the end of the day, you are the compass. You're right. the compass. Right. You are the person. It's you getting out of your own way so that you can trust that. And bargaining is a tool fear uses to keep you in your own way. Because if you change and you become clean and you become sober and you become the multi-million dollar iconic mogul, if you start the business, if you write the book, you will change. Fear hates that shit. So isn't it ironic how it all comes back to the yeah. real, the real devil, right? Which is always fear. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we can always say that these conversations are about sobriety and that can be the context in which we're having them, but this is about humanity. Mm. These are behaviors that all humans have. Yes. I don't care who you are. You're dealing with toxic relationships with something. Yeah. I mean, you're dealing with a toxic relationship with your phone. I can promise you that because hundred. I mean, we're all dealing with that. So, you know, as I think about bargaining and I think about what that means for me, you know, I'm always like, well, I deserve it. Well, I don't get to drink. Right. So I don't get that outlet. Like this is what my brain tells yes, me. Right. Yes. So I deserve this and I've earned it and I've had a hard day and I would have rewarded myself with really bad things in the past. Or like I had a very expensive drug habit at one point. So yeah. like who gives a shit if I spend $1,500 today? Like I would yeah. have blown that. Right. You know, in, right. in a weekend. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's like, so those are the ways though, that those lies, because the truth is that the freedom and the life we want is in, um, telling ourselves no, mm. it is in the ability to think about, you know, self-discipline is self-trust is self-care. Yes. So, um, yes, yeah. I love it. I the angel and the much. devil. That's the bargain. Ooh. That's how you know you're in bargaining when you're like, I should, I shouldn't like, that means you're bargaining with yourself, whether it's a sweater that you see yes. or a bag that you have to have, or that last cocktail of the night. If you are struggling with it, you already know the answer. It's you, just the you devil. You already know the answer. Yeah. Amanda, I love this notion. So you guys angel and devil, we all have them, right? The angel on your right shoulder, reminding you that you're stronger and um, you're powerful and, and you're brave and you're, you're aligned and you're, you're, you're in flow. And then you've got the devil um, trying to tell you a different story, you know, that because you're doing all those things, you deserve this. So just one little scroll through the online mall, right? One little, <laughs> uh, one little drink won't hurt one puff of the cigarette, you know, one, whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, just a great reminder to, to beware bargaining, um, because it's a tool that is used to stop you, to stop your growth. And, you know, um, it takes time and it takes practice and there's nothing wrong with rewarding yourself. Are you kidding me? Of course, I allow myself to have treats and snacks and I love to reward, buy beautiful things and reward myself with that. But it's always like, okay, well, why, right? Like why, you know, what is the feeling behind this? And am I doing this? Um, because it's something I, I really need or, and really desire, or, or is it something that I want? Because want is a place 
really, if you want something, you're coming from a place of lack because it means you don't have it. And when you desire something, um, you're coming from a place of, of um, you're, you're wishing for something, right? And, and that is a very different alignment energetically not to go down that path, but yeah. Yeah, it is though. It's very you different. Know? You said something earlier that really struck me and you said, well, who would know? Oh, so yeah. if you're, yeah, if your yeah. choice, if your question to yourself is, um, followed up, if your reward is followed up with, well, who would know mm-hmm. you will know you that's will know. who will know. Ooh. You will know. You and that know. is why we stop trusting ourselves. That is why we start abusing yeah. ourselves and getting in our own way because we don't forget. Yep. We <laughs> yeah. don't forget. So if you're, sh- you're hiding the shopping bags, you're hiding the cocktails, you're hiding the carrot cake, whatever it is, you <laughs> will know. And that's who you got to live with. That's, that's right, girl. I with. hide stuff all the time. I'm not even, I can't even. Oh, I can't here. even lie either. I'm like. Why I am bags. I doing this? I do. Why? Absolutely. It's crazy. I'm a grown I, woman. I pay my own damn bills. And I won't have something shipped to my, cause uh-uh. maybe I won't be here. I'm in transition. I'm like, I'm not sending that to my dad's house. Cause he's going to ask me what it is. What and it, I don't want to have to answer question. That question. Oh, oh I did it with my husband just the other day. <laughs> I was like, he's like, why are all these packages showing up? Like, oh, I mean, I literally, uh, he, he, if he listens to this, he'll know. But I was like, oh, I had a gift card. It was a gift card for my birthday. Like, you didn't have no gift card. There was no gift card. You are a grown ass 45 year old woman. You are lying. You earn your own yes. money. Just own it, Holly. Yes. Own it. That is bargaining. That is lies. That is, that is dangerous. I'm so guilty of it. And we're all guilty of it. So can we just make a pact right here, right now, all of us listening, just to stop lying. If we're lying, then maybe we shouldn't be doing it in the first exactly. place. Maybe that is an in, like maybe I didn't need those three new rugs and those two plants from fucking West Elm because I already have a million rugs and plants. But why? Like if you, if yeah. you, if you, if you're lying, you likely don't need it or it's not good for you. So let's just stop. Let's yeah. just stop. Let's just stop it. So look, I know we got to move on. And one thing that um, we know we're not lying about is the fact that we both have a new obsession. Um, well, oh. mine is a couple years old with like beverages and how oh. you kind of satisfy that, like need to drink um, something fun. Yeah. And so we both do that in really different ways. But one of the questions that we've gotten in our community the most, like whether it's DMs or posts in our private community is like, now that you're alcohol free, what are you drinking and what are your favorite alcohol-free beverages? And yeah, you know, I think that it would be fun to talk a little bit about um, what you're doing different. I know that you posted about your cool coffee maker and I was at your house Ooh. and we had really good frost milk and um, really good coffee. And so I know that that's something you're doing, but what else have you found to kind of satisfy those drink needs. Yeah. I, you know, and I knew you and I have a little bit of a difference here because, um, I love alcohol-free beverages, uh, specifically alcohol-free brews. And I, one of my favorite things about this journey, this alcohol-free journey is it's opened, uh, I get asked that question a lot. Like what's been your favorite thing about going alcohol-free and there's a list of things, but I honestly think Amanda, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things about, uh, this journey is the new world it's opened up for me. Like the people I've met, the companies I've found, the podcasters I listen to, the books I read, like it's a whole new world of people and spiritual leaders and just really cool high vibe thinkers. Um, that has been 
awesome for me. It's like a little bit of a support group virtually, right? And so I become obsessed with companies who align with that idea. So they're the alcohol-free companies out there are incredible. So I, I know you don't really like, I don't think you, I, mean, I don't want to speak for you, but you never really loved the taste of like beer, right? Like, no, do you? I mean, okay. No. Mm-hmm. You never did, but you love a bubbly and a club soda vibe, right? So, so I, I was never a beer drinker, but I will say one of the things that has helped me not drink is when that five o'clock comes around that six o'clock and hubby's popping a bottle or whatever. I get an alcohol-free brew and it's a game changer. There's a company called Groovy who you've heard about already on the show. I mean, literally obsessed with them. Their rosés are incredible. I love those. And actually, um, I'm not so into like the alcohol-free liquor. It feels weird to me, but the alcohol-free beers, the alcohol-free sangrias, the alcohol-free Chardonnays and Proseccos, not Chardonnays, I lie, Proseccos and rosés, the bubblies, fucking phenomenal. Groovy's my favorite. So that's a go-to, go-to, honestly, sincerely. Um, Club soda, all the things, um, definitely. Topo Chico's been one of my, we had a lot of that when you were in town here. So I love Topo Chico. Um, The flavored seltzer waters, Uh, Soul CBD, who we work with. I love making CBD infused cocktails. So I'll take like a, you know, I used to be a bartender. I ran a bar. So I'm like a mixologist. So I'll take like a club soda, a peach, um, I'll take a little bit of cranberry and I'll pop in a, a couple drops of CBD, shake it up, a little bit of mint. And oh my God, it's so good, right? So it mixes up the club soda, you know, we should post, maybe what I'll do is I'll put together a couple of my favorite recipes and put them up on our social media the week this airs. So you guys make sure you peep, peep my Instagram stories. I'll put some of my favorite recipes up and we'll link up to Soul CBD and Groovy, of course, in the show notes, because they've got tons of stuff on their, on their website to really help you have fun when you're drinking. Like I went on, honestly, Amanda, when we went on vacation, the one we were just talking about, uh, the first stop we made was to a grocery store called AJ's kind of like a whole foods. And I bought, um, brews, alcohol-free brews. And I brought a couple to the pool every day. And I told the waiter, I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to be that person. My husband will run up the tab, but I <laughs> like, I'm so I'm done drinking club soda. Like I can right. only have so many cappuccinos and club sodas. Like I need to drink something different. And so I bring my own stuff and put it in a Yeti. And then of course my cappuccino machine. Um, so that's kind of Advocare. My God, I love all their like spark energy drinks and all that stuff. So I mix that with club soda and, and that's super fun. What a what about you? What's like your go-to uh, when you're out and stuff? Uh, so I really love, which is not so much, but I love ginger ale. So ooh, I drink diet ginger ale because I don't know. There's something about that. It's really bubbly. I like things with bubbles and fizz. Ginger beer is so good too. Fever yeah. tree ginger beer. It's like I a Moscow with mule without the Moscow, right? Yes. Yeah. And Fentiman's, I think that's how you say it. That mm. is actually my favorite. Benjamin. ginger beer it's really strong ginger and then dr barrett's i think i found Ooh. it first in the bahamas Ooh. and that's another one because i also like that really strong ginger ah. um for me though i didn't drink alcohol for the taste i drank it for the effect that yeah. it had yeah. <laughs> so if i, I hear that effect, i ain't drinking it uh just mm. hashtag facts but you know um we were lucky enough to have a conversation with um annika at groovy yeah and yeah. Love that. um you know one of the cool things that is happening is there are a lot of places that are now alcohol free like bars bars 
And so I think Groovy, I think she said that sometimes they're opening one in Denver. Yeah. So I think that this is this amazing trend where there are going to be places for people to go in this movement of living alcohol free and trying to be more present. There's going to be some cool, innovative places that pop up, not just products like, you know, Groovy's Rose, but also the fact that they're now opening a bar and um, a gentleman that's in uh, the luckiest club. He's a group leader. It's a sobriety support kind of group. And he owns one in Austin. So no yeah, so there's all kinds of places popping up. So there'll be plenty of things to do, I think, this summer yeah. and definitely into next year as the world opens and um, yeah. people's lives open um, yeah. in more ways than one, right? Because I think that one of the things that, we talked about and noticed most about you at, like you said, is your world's different now. Your mm-hmm. world has been opened. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about laying down things that harm us. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because when you, I think of partying and drinking and consuming and drugging and all the things that you do when you party and live that lifestyle, you have a whole world a whole underworld of human beings that you meet through that environment. Um, And when you lay that down, a whole new world opens up, you know? So, you know, whatever you're doing in life, you become a writer, you're going to involve yourself in the writing world. You become sober, you involve yourself in the sobriety world. You uh, decide to run a marathon, you start reading and, and learning and consuming things about running and wellness and health. And when you're living in you know, on the dark side, right. You're gonna, you're gonna have, you know, dark people and experiences enter there as well. And if that's your vibe, that's your vibe, but boy, I'm, I'm telling you one of my favorite things about this. And I think a beautiful way to end. And I think you'd agree is that, um, it is really, I've always felt that I lived in the light and that I've had beautiful people around me, but now that light is like even brighter and it's just helped me tap into a universe that I didn't even know I had access to. And I keep like, I just listened to a podcast where I'm really obsessed with Smartless. So it's a great podcast. We'll link up in the show notes about uh, with um, uh, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace and Jason Bateman. Hello, love Jason Bateman. So anyway, they uh, bring on guests and they don't tell you, they don't tell the other one picks the guest and then they don't know who the guest is until they reveal the guest. And the one I was listening to today, today, getting ready for the day today uh, was they had on Robert Downey Jr. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is, he is now a mentor to a lot of people in Hollywood, helping them get clean. And Will Arnett is sober and Jason Bateman stopped drinking. So here I am listening to this going, here's, the like people I look up to and they're all fucking sober. Eminem, like Morgan, like you think of like, so follow, like if you're on this path, I guess what we're trying to say is you will build a new community, but go find them because I am constantly, whenever I feel that bargaining devil tap on my shoulder and Instagram will pop up and it'll be fucking like Sia or Eminem or somebody I really look up to reminding me why. It feels so good here, you know, as well. So um, go find those people, get those people, because uh, the people in the dark are going to want you to stay in the dark. You got to find more people to to keep you in the light, you know? Amen. I love it. Amanda, I love this conversation. 
It was Me so too. fun. Bargaining. That was a good one. That was a good one. Well, I tell you, um, we have had so much fun being here with you. We love making these episodes for you every month. Talk to Amanda and I. Uh, we'll put our Instagrams in the show notes. Come find us on Instagram. Send us DMs. Uh, you can shoot us an email anytime at hello at judyholler.com. We want to know, you know, what questions do you want us to answer? What topics do you want us to tackle on Gin and Juice? What guests do you want us to have on? What books should we be reading? What should we know about? My goodness, we love hearing from you. So keep them coming. And don't forget to leave a review. If you have found any value in today's show or in any of our shows, leave a review on iTunes. It matters so much to us and the entire team it takes to produce the show for you every week. And as always, uh, on behalf of Amanda and myself, uh, we thank you for listening, for sharing, for reviewing. And until next week, keep saying yes and open that door to possibility, baby. Ooh, let's go. Ooh, let's go. So fun. Bye, Bye guys. See you, see ya.